This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. And, and just one other thing about the booing, and then I'm done with it for, for, for until Aaron Hicks comes back again. Um, if, if you are this idea that, well, if you boo the, the guys, they're not going to want to come here. They're going to go other places if it's too hard here. If booing is going to affect you to that degree where you become a, a subpar, below average player, well, then by all means, don't come here. Then they, you shouldn't come. If booing is going to impact you that much, if, if the fan reaction here, which is far more than tense than, than in other places, I would grant you that. If that ain't for you, then you shouldn't come here. And if that's not for them, then the Yankees organizational uh, uh, front office, they have to kind of know that. And I think that that's kind of been some of the – I think that Joey Gallo, the numbers on the page might tell you one thing, but his personality clearly did not mesh here. He was not able to live up to what his, his, the back of the baseball card would say. Uh, same thing with Sonny Gray. Came here, was a certain pitcher before he got here, came here, was not that pitcher, left – went back to being that pitcher. So there are certain guys that it's just the, the bright lights are, are not, they're just not made for it. So if booing is going to impact you that much, then this is not for you. But I find it very hard to believe uh, at the end of the day, these guys are, are in a business and they are looking to make money. And if the money is there, they're going to take the money and it's not going to be, well, you know, they really, they booed Aaron Hicks a lot. I don't know if I should go to, to, to the Yankees. I don't know if I should go to New York because a guy who was, again, terrible for four years got booed. The only thing that's surprising about that entire thing is that they made a tribute video for the guy. I mean, come on, what are we doing? What did you think the reaction was going to be? All right, so let's move on, shall we? Enough about the Yankees. Enough about Aaron Hicks. Let's talk about the Knicks. We haven't talked about them enough lately. Yeah, we talked a lot about uh, the Obi Toppin trade over the weekend and everything else and Tibbs' impact on it and the patience aspect of, of Nick fans, the patient aspect uh, of the front office this offseason and, and some other names that have kind of been floated. So Alan Hahn, who you might know from Barton Hahn, Monday through Friday, noon to 3 here on 98.7 FM, brought up the name Paul George today. And said, if you're a Knicks fan thinking about the Knicks adding Paul George, you can pretty much forget it. They, they had a chance to get Paul George. They said it was too expensive. They don't want to do it. They've already backed out of that. They, they talked to the Clippers. The Clippers gave their, their, their what it would cost. Then Paul George says, but I want an extension. And they said, we're not doing that. And they walked away. So Paul George is off the table. Just as far change. as now goes, it's off the table. All right. So maybe it might come back on the table at some other time. But at least as of right now. You could forget about that. And, and the real stumbling block there was not just the, the trade for him, but the, 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 the desire that George would have for a contract extension, which would be in the range of uh, four years and $220 million, which is sizable. That is a sizable contract extension for a guy who's 33 and I think has averaged about 50 games a season here the last three or four years. So last week, Alan was on with the K show and they were asking, you know, what's the next move that's going to happen here? And, and Alan said, uh, doesn't look like there's any move. This is the team that the Knicks are, are, are moving forward with. At least at this point in time, things can always change. Things can always pop up. Uh, you can't set anything in stone, 
But today on the K Show, the guys were talking with Fred Katz, who uh, covers the Knicks for The Athletic, and he's of the belief there's, there's something else in the offing here before too long. Something feels off about the roster construction of this team. They came into the offseason saying they wanted to improve their shooting, right? And that was kind of the organizational objective. After Miami really swarmed Jalen Brunson because they just did not have enough spacing during that second round series. And they wanted to be able to consequentially change that spacing. And Stephen Chenzo can shoot. He shot 40 from three. But chances are, with the way the team was constructed, more often than not, he's not on the floor in the closing moment. And there are other things about it where I just, I think that they are trying to make another move. I don't know if they're going to end up pulling it off, but they've been on the phones. Like, they are still seeing if they can somewhat renovate this this roster to a degree, so maybe get a big wing, maybe add another veteran presence, you know, and financially... Emmanuel Quickly, for example, his extension is coming up, and Quentin Grimes is extension eligible the following year, and as is Jalen Brunson. So you have to think ahead on that stuff as well. All right, so that's Fred Katz, uh, who covers the Knicks for The Athletic, on with the K Show earlier today. Well, look, um, what this shows you is just more examples of what you already kind of know. This front office has shown more patience than all the, more pr- the, 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 the last five Knicks front offices had combined. And they are not just looking for a deal. And, and this is good news because when they did not get Donovan Mitchell last offseason, I remember saying to Larry, and it's more based on just history of the Knicks organization, whenever that next superstar becomes available, the, whoever that person is, they'll be jumping at the chance. And I don't know that there, there's been a, a, a direct comparison for Mitchell for somebody else. But what this shows you is the Knicks are not just going to jump at whatever the next deal is. They're going to take their time. And this kind of ties into the point about about Tibbs as being the head coach. The Knicks front office wants to have patience. You don't exhibit patience by moving off the head coach. They want to have patience. They want to have stability. And what they're doing by establishing both stability and actual production, they're buying themselves time for the right superstar, not just a superstar. They have the time based on the success of the coach. Now, if the coach comes in this year and is not good and the team is bad, it's bad for the coach, but it it speeds up the timeline because you know what the talk will be. If the Knicks come in this year and look like year two as opposed to years one or three under this regime and they're under 500 and they're outside the play-in, you're going to hear plenty of criticism about the coach. But eventually, people are going to get around to saying, well, Leon Rose is the former agent. Here we are year four, and there's still no superstar. What is this guy doing? So that the, the, the production and the winning at the levels that the Knicks are at right now, the Knicks for now are content for making the playoffs and winning a playoff series here or there. If you're looking at the Knicks and saying, well, how are they going to win a championship like this? You're not looking in the right direction, people. They are not in the championship business right now. They're not in the Eastern Conference Finals business right now. They are looking for stability and to buy themselves time so that when they do trade for the superstar, it's the right guy. And when they do trade for the superstar, that's when the clock starts. It, it starts on the coach and it starts on the, on the GM. Until they do that, they can keep doing what they're doing right now, and they're not going to be any, under any pressure. It doesn't feel like the organization is, is saying, well, we have, to, we have to progress from where we were. Next year, we have to win a second-round playoff series. It doesn't feel like the way at all. 
it feels like they can continue to be just at this level and wait it out for the superstar, and they'll be just fine. Nobody's losing their job at this point if this continues as it is. And if it doesn't continue as it is, well, then there's going to be start to be some questions. But there'll be just as many questions if they trade for the, the, the superstar and it's not the right superstar and they don't go anywhere. That's when the clock really starts. That's when the pressure really heats up for the Knicks. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on? That was a perfect explanation, exactly what they're doing. I have a really funny story. I don't even know, know what day it is, but I know you've been on a lot. So I'm going to these cookouts and bar because I'm meeting new people. And the guy, I walk in and I see a guy, he's a little younger than I am, like the whole world is, and he's wearing a Dayton, uh, Dayton athletic department. I get to talk to him, and you know, you know how it goes when you first meet somebody, and he says, are you a sports fan? Yeah, big college basketball fan. Oh, he said, I said, me too, I'm wearing my Nick thing, you know? He says, uh, well, what'd they do to Obi Toppin? They got rid of him, they give him a chance. He's talking to me, you know? Mm. So I said, do you listen to sports talk radio? Ah, it's crap down here. So I gave him the uh, app. Mm-hmm. and uh, he caught you on the radio. You've been on a lot. Oh, my God. He threw the phone in the ocean. That's what he did, that guy. So he hears you. He hears you the recap of the recording, <laughs> and he says to me, you know this guy? I said, yes, I know him quite well. He says, this guy's really funny. He said that the recording sounded like the people on the submarine. Remember yeah. when you threw yeah, that one Yeah, that's what up? it sounded like. I couldn't, I couldn't make head or, heads yeah. or tails of it. If it didn't have the subtitles, I, it could have been people in my family. I wouldn't have been able to tell you who it was. Never right. mind Obi Toppin and Tom Thibodeau. Right. I said, I know Gordon very well. He's very glib and very sharp. But he says, well, I said, he said also it could have been his wife. He wouldn't have understood. Right, he says, exactly. You know, right. They did Obi. They didn't give him a chance. I said, hold on, hold on. He says, and I told him my background with the Knicks, and I said, Obi didn't fit. It was a bad pick. And just everything we've all gone over, I'm not going to repeat it. Time is precious. The Knicks are sitting tight. They're going to pull the trigger. They're building the back end of the team. They got a new regime there. They had four or five regimes. They picked three horrible picks in the lottery, and R.J. Barrett's a pretty good player. I hope he stays, so on and so forth. So the bottom line on this is, Gordon, you just you just put it all together in two sentences uh, after the break. They're just waiting and waiting. Haste makes waste. Allen was uh, ahead of the curve on the Paul George thing. Paul George wanted to come here. He'd come here at 33 with 50 games a year, and he wants a 200 and whatever. Right. I mean, apparently he's not worried about the booing. Yeah. Yeah, that that is. Do you blame him for asking? I don't. <laughs> right. Right. But but he he's not. He, is he a superstar? He's a cut below uh, me. He, look, you know, and Spike, thanks for the phone call. Um, he, he's not a superstar, I don't think, anymore. He's a very good player. He would improve the Knicks. But maybe the Knicks' path forward. To me, the Knicks' path forward with a Paul George is it's not the big swing and big jump forward. It's more of the, um, what was it, the one red paper clip? You ever hear the story, the, the one red paper clip? There's a guy. He decides he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna trade for a house. And the way he's going to do it is he's going to start with one, I think it was one red paperclip. Maybe it was something else. It was a paperclip for sure. And he just, in a series of trades, just kept trading more and up. Every time he traded the, the, the paperclip for a pen, he traded the pen for a, uh, a something else and radio, this thing, that thing. And eventually just kept winning the trades every time. Just a little bit more value, a little bit more value. So I would think that the Paul George move, no, that's not the swing for the superstar that we've been led to believe, but it would improve the Knicks. And if he didn't want the extension, 
Well, that would kind of leave you in a tough spot, too, because you'd only have them for the one year. But it would get you a little bit better, and then you can take that the, 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 whatever you have left around you, and maybe Paul George is part of it when you take the swing for the superstar. So it's kind of building up value as you go along. It's not that one big swing at uh, the big name, which we're all kind of waiting to see who that is. And it makes you wonder, as, as tuned in as the Knicks might be, they probably don't know who it is either. It's, I, I don't get the sense that the Knicks and, and Leon Rose are sitting back saying it's going to be this guy or it's going to be that guy. They want to see who it's going to be, that that person will reveal themselves at some point. It's not that they know for sure, well, in three years it's going to be Giannis or two years it's going to be Zion or whoever it's going to be. I think that they're kind of reading the, the lay of the land in real time and when, that's, when, when somebody of an acceptable level to them does become available, they will have the resources to go and strike. Let's go out to Dave is in uh, Brooklyn. Dave, next up on Gordon Damer Show. Hey, what's going on? Dave, what's going doing, on, pal? Man? Listen, I just want to piggyback on, on the topic of, you know, just booing in general mm-hmm. and realizing that you're a professional athlete. And what I don't get is that all these you know, fans that make excuses for these athletes, like, for example, when you're a basketball player, and when I when they say that he can't create his own shot, what are you doing in the NBA then? Do you know how many players there are, how many basketball guys there are out on the streets that know how to create their own shot? I mean, it's like, have you ever played the game of 21? Like, that's what I don't understand. You don't know how to dribble the ball and make your own shot. That's something that is a part of basketball. Same way as baseball. If someone boos you, oh, well, play better. You got to remember where you are. You're in the Bronx. Like, people in the Bronx don't care about your feelings. They really don't. All they do care about is you producing on that field. And if you can't do that, then you need to get up out of here. And find somebody else that can actually do your job better than you. And yeah, I'm gonna boo you. If I gotta spend my money, my hard-earned money, to come watch you play, and you're not doing your job, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. If you feel bad about it, oh well, too bad. You get paid millions of dollars. I don't make that kind of money. I will never ever see that kind of money in my life. You understand what I'm saying? So when I hear these excuses, about, oh, this guy can't do this, oh, he's not good at this, well, you better, you better do better, you better practice on that, or we can find somebody to replace you. Because there's plenty of dudes out here in the streets that play ball every day that wish they could play in the NBA. And I know for sure they know how to create their own shot. I mean, it's just ridiculous to me. All right, Dave. Well, look, I, I can't say that I disagree. Um, and again, uh, as I said earlier, it's it's booing to me is 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 benign. It's 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 not uh, it's not over the line. There are other things that are over the line. Now, if there were fan if there were fans standing above the dugout cursing Aaron Hicks as he was going back, that's not acceptable. Or or, or throwing things or chanting something vulgar. or all those type of things, those are not acceptable. But yeah, much in the same way, the booing is not going to impact the player to think, oh, I have to perform better for these fans. I don't expect him to think that. I'm sure he wants to perform better for himself, for his teammates. The same is true on the opposite side. Fans are not looking at booing a player and thinking to themselves, well, this might impact him negatively. 
I shouldn't do this. This is going to make him feel bad about himself. It's not that deep. Fans are reacting in the moment, and after time and time and time again watching somebody fail for your favorite team, you're going to be frustrated even when the guy's not on your team anymore. That's the way it works. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM. ESPN, New York. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hit a home run. Now, as we've been having the conversation tonight about booing and the impact on players, I don't, I don't see how this is, if this is possible. Because I was led to believe that if you boo the players, it's going to have a negative and it's going to make them feel bad about themselves. They're going to be depressed. They're going to be dejected. They're going to be down. And it's going to be counterproductive, right? Like to what end or what, what are you going to get out of booing the players? But here you have Josh Donaldson, who is, who's not been here as long as, as, as Aaron Hicks was. But in his short time, if it were a race, Clearly, Hicks would be leading the boo chance, but Donaldson's, uh, he's catching up. He's catching up fast, but yet he was able to go out there and hit a home run. I, I, this is hard for me to believe. And there are other Yankees, even on this team, like IKF at a time last year, he got booed pretty regularly. Not that he's all of a sudden an MVP candidate, but he's been a productive player. He's, he's gone out there, put his nose to the grindstone, and, and does whatever he can do to help the team win. Playing center field, even though he's not an outfielder, he's playing third base one day, shortstop here, there, there everywhere. I was led to believe that this was impossible. This could not happen, but it has happened. Now, there is part of me that's worried now, Josh. Now, I guess he's going to be here no matter what, so he may as well be productive. But there was a time where I'd, it would almost be – uh, it would almost have a negative feeling watching Donaldson hit a home run because you just realize, ah, oh, now he's going to get more, more at-bats. They're going to put him back out there. But he did run into one tonight, so the Yankees have a one nothing lead as they play in the fifth inning over at the stadium. Now, we're talking a lot about uh, the NBA. We're talking about the Knicks a lot. And as I said, um, it's going to be interesting to see if there is an other move to be made this offseason for the Knicks because I think one of the reasons why they made the Toppin deal 
and 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 sold as low as they did on him as they did, which two second round picks is, is selling pretty low, is because they knew they wanted to move that money off the of books and get whatever they could back in exchange, just simply so that they would have that 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 spot to to go out and sign Dante DiVincenzo. And when you get into the season. Tibbs clearly is only going to go with the nine-man rotation. So if you were to make another move, it would kind of have to be like a two-for-one kind of move to, to, to clear out some, some spots there on the roster. So when that comes up, we'll have to see if there's another move to be made. But earlier today, Alan Hahn doesn't only just do his show. He was also on with KJM and was asked about a name that's been mentioned a lot with the Knicks in the past. Not so much this year, but has been mentioned in the past. Damian Lillard, could he go to the Knicks? Uh, it's been radio silent. It really has been mm-hmm. because they have Jalen Brunson. It's typical of the Knicks. It's always like a year too late, right? Because mm-hmm. Dame is somebody that has been on their radar for several years. He has had playing at the Garden on his radar, whether he'll ever admit it publicly or not, for several years. And it just never was able to happen because he never wanted to leave Portland. And now, of course, when he's ready to leave Portland, the Knicks are pretty happy with the point guard that they have in Jalen Brunson, who really should have been an all-star this year, probably has that all-star ability coming into next season. And the fit of the two of them together, while it could be compelling, I just I don't know that they want to go all in in that direction when there's other areas that they have to go in to make this a legit contending team. All right, so that's Alan Hahn uh, talking earlier today about the possibilities of uh, Damian Lillard uh, ending up with the Knicks. And uh, you really do have to laugh because as things stand right now, it's not just that the Knicks are out on Damian Lillard. It seems like everybody is out on Damian Lillard except for the Heat. You see these reports. Damian Lillard is adamant about only going to the Heat, same way that uh, James Harden only wants to go to the Clippers. Well, well, here's the thing. The, the Heat don't have anything to trade. They have no picks. They have basically Tyler Hero. How they're going to whip Tyler Hero into enough assets that would be appealing to the Portland Trailblazers, he doesn't have a no-trade clause. So uh, I don't know what to tell Damian Lillard. He's adamant about going to the Heat. Somebody with the Trailblazers should say, you're not almost certainly not going to the Heat. Unless the Heat can figure out a way. And look, you can never put it past them. And with the NBA, a lot of times these, these superstars, they put their foot down and they say they're only going to go to this one team and they end up getting what they, they end up getting it even despite the fact that the organization who's trading the superstar away is, is, is tying their own hands behind their back by not getting a fair market value for the guy that they're trading away. So the, the trailblazers should simply be just looking to get the best deal. And the other thing that comes up, well, they have to treat Dame Lillard well on his way out the door. Otherwise, other free agents aren't going to want to go to Portland. No free agents are going to Portland. If, if any superstars wanted to go to Portland, <laughs> that's why we're in the position we're in. Nobody wants to go play with Dame Lillard in Portland. He's been asking. He's been begging. He's been pleading for like three years to get somebody build around with him in Portland. It didn't happen. And the idea that the Blazers haven't treated Dame Lillard well, he's made, when his current contract is up, he will have made $450 million. I don't know. That's that sounds like a pretty good. I don't know. That feels like the Trailblazers have treated him uh, pretty well so far, pretty well. So we'll see. It does kind of feel like he will eventually end up with the Heat, even though the road to that trade doesn't seem like it's apparent right now. 
given the, the assets the Heat have to move. Now, it makes sense for the Heat, sure. They, they feel like they're one big piece away. It, and going into the offseason, it felt like it was either going to be Bradley Beal or it was going to be Damian Lillard. And, and with, with Beal off the board, well, it's the last chance cafe with, uh, with Damian Lillard. But uh, how, how they're going to make that work that makes sense for Portland, that one, it, it, I would think it was going to take a little while. I would think it's going to take a little while. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. It seems like something's gone on at the Yankee game where somebody in the stands got hit with a, like a foul ball or a th- uh, an errant throw or something like that because now everybody is uh, coming off the field. So we'll keep an eye on that, see what's going on there. But let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. We've got to uh, Steve is in uh, the city. Steve, next up on the Dan Grossa Show. Hello. Yay, Steve. What's going on, man? Yes, the Knicks passed up on Grant Williams after passing him on Paul George. Don't they need a power forward to back up Randall? They, they, they don't see that? Leon Rose or any of the coach don't see that? Well, it, it, that's why I think a lot of people are still thinking that there's another move to be made, even though it doesn't look like there's a big splash that's available right now. That backup power forward spot does seem like uh, a possibility. Maybe they look at... Um, that Sims they could to put... back up a Randall, probably Sims. Uh, need... well, I wouldn't Ooh, be surprised oh. if they decide to go with like Barrett at that spot. I mean, it seems like they like Barrett to that spot, even though he's not very good defensively. Maybe they they, they look at that, and maybe they could steal some minutes with him there. Um, no, I mean, look, uh, it's been brought up. People have talked about it. It doesn't seem like there's a deal that's ready to be made right now, though. They're on demand that they don't have another power forward. Randall's the only power forward they got that designated. You know. Yep. They, 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 on the man, on the man. It's okay to trade away top and to get a better guard, but why do they have to have seven, eight guards? And the other positions count too. Center, big man. Yeah. Well, well, that's and, and Steve, thanks for the phone call. That that's kind of what um, Fred Katz was talking about. Why he thought that it would make it like the, the way that the team is drawn up right now. While they got their nine guys, just forwards and guards wise, it doesn't seem like it's a fit. Like something. Something has got to give here before too long. So you might be right, uh, and that's why that's why uh, it, it seems like that there will be. Now it doesn't necessarily have to be a big move. Maybe it can be somebody that they can sign that that shakes free, like a veteran kind of guy that can come in and and play seven to ten minutes a night. But it does. I mean, that has been brought up by plenty of people that now with trading Obi and bringing in a guard, you've kind of. You've kind of disrupted uh, the 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 mix a, a little bit, so that that's that's one that we'll continue to uh, to to monitor. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Coming up, more of your phone calls. We take you up till ten o'clock tonight. It's Gordon Damer in for Dan. Ninety eight point seven FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Dan Grasso Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. <laughs> And you, yes, you, can join Rick DiPietro, Dave Rothenberg, Bart Scott, Alan Hahn, and other special guests. All the proceeds benefit the Garden of Dreams Foundation. Individual tickets for cocktails and dinner are also available. It's the ESPN New York Tee It Up Golf Challenge presented by Jake's 58 Hotel and Casino and brought to you by Don Julio Tequila, Kettle One Vodka, and Juggernaut Wines. Learn more at ESPNNewYorkGolf.com. Now... That's happening the 25th. I saw that uh, DPH and Rothenberg are going to be out at Jets camp July 21st. Now, hopefully that is just 
the, the morning show that's out there doing it and, and everybody can listen. I don't think that it's a, it's an outing kind of thing. And hopefully I'm just saying, because the way things went South on the Mets season, the last time they had an outing, you don't want that to, you don't want that same thing to happen to the jets even before the season began. I, I again, not pointing fingers, just pointing out the numbers. Now the numbers are a little better because they uh, were able to uh, win a couple of games in a row. Three straight, everybody's back on the bandwagon, but, you know, that company, they, they, they uh, I'm not saying they're responsible. I'm just pointing out that the last time they got together with the Mets, we, we know what happened. Now, the scene over the stadium, it was an errant throw by uh, the Orioles' third baseman, Gunnar Henderson, that hit uh, one of the cameramen in that camera well behind the first base bag. And I get I didn't see the throw, but it must have done some some damage because he's being carted off the uh, on the, off the field right now. But he has put it. You know, he's kind of give the thumbs up, little peace sign, a little wave to the crowd. So it looks like uh, he will eventually be OK. But it looked like a real scary scene over at the, uh, the stadium there. So they have been delayed here for the last uh, 10 minutes or so while they were dealing with that uh, and are about to get back underway with the Yankees up one nothing. Thanks to the. Josh Donaldson home run. So I think that we have to have a converse. Maybe the, the home run, maybe the, the production that we've seen from Josh Donaldson, maybe that's the result of the booing. If the booing is going to get the blame for why Aaron Hicks did not perform in his final four years as the Yankee, don't we have to say when the opposite is true that, that, that the booing has to get the credit? I think that that's the only, that's the only reasonable answer that you could come up with. Go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Tommy's in Connecticut. Tommy, what's going on, pal? Cardo, what's up, buddy? How are you, Tommy? So, I, I sure I was on the call screen as uh, NBA free agency. I just I, I just heard too much Aaron Hicks boo talk and. <laughs> is it time to turn the page? Maybe. Can Maybe I just can I just say page. before I get into it? No fan is booing because you want the player to do worse. Right, <laughs> of course not. I, I oh my god! I, people were like up in arms. I I, I, I listened all day, but I, I had enough of it. But I just think you know when you were talking about the Damian Lillard stuff, it, the NBA is unbelievable. These guys can make insane. Like, it's the only league that incentivizes re-signing your draft picks because you can pay them so much more. So these guys, you know, it's like it, it, it's like the complete opposite in the NFL. It's like, oh, well, this guy's only got, you know, one year left until he's uh, eligible for an extension. You know, you got to cut him now. It, the, the, the NBA gets their guys paid, man. They do. They really do. If there is one sport that you can, if you if you have a, the the lay of the land in front of you, you could do anything. The NBA is a good way to live, man. No, and no then, question yeah, and about then, it. You know, then you know, then you can, you know, make your hundreds of millions, and then you go, you know, veterans minimum, and go title chasing at the end. They, 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 they got it figured out for the players, man. They got it good. Yeah, and it's funny because the, the, that's the league as well. That the players are like, all right, I'm out of here, <laughs> and, 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 and some, they get what they want. Look, well, yeah, and then you look at some of these numbers. I, I I follow the league, but there's guys who I I literally have never heard of that like like who who could ever have a problem with Aaron Judge's contract with Dylan Brooks making two hundred and sixty million <laughs> over the yeah. four years. <laughs> yeah, it it does it does it it does make you kind of question. 
you almost can't look at what the money is. It's like, what no, is it in, it, in, in comparison to some other guys? Because all the numbers it, in the NBA, they're just so off the board. And listen, good for them. I, I hope they Oh, no, absolutely. Penny. Make every penny you can. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. All right, Tommy, thanks for the phone call. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. No, I mean, you take a look at some contracts, and it's, it, it, there's not a lot of bargains. <laughs> an NBA free agency. And maybe that's the case of uh, – that's one area where baseball has it so backwards. And there's – I know during the KCAST uh, on, um, on Sunday night, they had uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo on. He said, you know, baseball has kind of lost a little bit of the national conversation. Well, a lot of it is is because we fans like free agency. Fans like seeing players move and change teams – it draws attention to the offseason. It, it makes the sport a year-round sport. And that used to be baseball. Baseball used to be the year-round sport where even when the season wasn't going on, you knew spring training wasn't far away. You had the offseason. You had free agency. And now a lot of the times with baseball free agency, it takes forever for anything to actually happen. Whereas with the NBA, even this year, there's not a great uh, free agent class. But as soon as free agency hits, boom, it's this guy, it's that deal, it's here, it's there. NFL, as soon as free, well, even before free agency hits, it, this guy's going here, this guy's going to get that. Baseball, when the season's over and the offseason begins, it, it, we've seen like it takes a long time into the winter before you finally get somebody to do something and go someplace. That's one area where the, the, the battle between player and owner uh, it feels like it's really kind of hurt the sport because the offseason in baseball is not what it used to be. It used to be something to really look forward to, and it's not that case anymore. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. It's Gordon Damer in for Dan Gross. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.